Welcome back to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. There were more losses from the world's leading oil and gas producers reported over the past week. One interesting case was Norway's Equinor, which suffered a record loss of $5.5 billion for 2020, compared with a $1.9 billion in earnings in the previous year. Low oil and gas prices, production cuts and high exploration spending were to blame along with hefty write-downs, including a $982 million one at its long-delayed Tanzania LNG project. Equinor's adjusted earnings were weaker in the fourth quarter than in the third, which bucked the trend as most IOCs saw improved numbers on a quarterly basis, thanks to a recovery in oil prices towards the end of last year. Equinor also announced the sale of its troubled U.S. Bakken shale oil operations to Grayson Mill Energy, backed by U.S. private equity firm NCAP. The assets flow 48,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day. The, the Norwegian firm has had a grueling time in U.S. shale since entering the sector in 2011. In the years since, it has booked billions of dollars of impairments, including $8 billion at its Bakken business alone. Equinor could not have predicted the 2014 oil price crash, nor the market collapse last year caused by COVID-19, but it still faces criticism from Norwegian authorities for failing to recognize the complexity and risks of working in U.S. shale and not addressing problems sooner. Over to the Middle East, Qatar Petroleum has taken a final investment decision on the $29 billion Northfield East expansion project. This represents the biggest LNG investment ever sanctioned in one go and will likely be the biggest industry investment to be approved this year. Northfield East will raise Qatar's liquefaction capacity to from 77 to 110 million tonnes per year, with first gas scheduled for late 2025 and full capacity expected to, reach, uh, to be reached by 2027. Fewer in doubt that Qatar would take this step. Emboldened by its low costs, right at the bottom of the global curve, Qatar began preliminary work on the expansion, including on drilling, last year. It formally took the FID after awarding the main engineering contract to Japan's Chiyoda and France's Technip, helping to finalise cost estimates. Qatar is also plotting a second expansion that would take its capacity up to 126 million tonnes per year, and further increases may also be possible. Meanwhile, Shell is rebalancing its investments to place greater emphasis on reaching its net zero emissions target by 2050 under a new strategy unveiled this week. Shell's investments will be organized into three pillars of growth, transition and upstream. Growth will receive five to six billion dollars annually, including three billion in marketing and two to three billion in renewables. Transition will get eight to nine billion dollars including $4 billion in integrated gas and $4 to $5 billion in chemicals and products. Finally, some $8 billion will go into upstream activities. Over time, though, the spending will shift even more towards renewables. Show estimates that its oil output peaked in 2019, and its aim is to see it decline by 1% to 2% annually moving forward as a result of divestments and natural decline. But a company will continue expanding its LNG business with the aim of having an extra 7 million tonnes per year of liquefaction capacity up and running by 2025. Moving to Asia, Thailand's PTTEP and Malaysian partner Petronas have 
made a major gas discovery off Malaysia. The pair drilled a well some 80 kilometers off the coast of Sarawak, encountering over 600 meters of proven net gas play. The discovery follows a previous find they made at the same permit area in 2019. Meanwhile, the Tatao-led Papa LNG export project has signed a fiscal stability deal with the government, removing significant risk from the development, which is designed to produce 5.3 million tonnes per year of LNG. The agreement follows almost two years of uncertainty for the project, as it confirms that the government will stick to fiscal terms it agreed with the project partners in April 2019. Finally, for this week, U.S. shale producer Chesapeake has exited Chapter 11 bankruptcy while announcing that its activity moving forward will focus mainly on world-class natural gas assets. Chesapeake filed for Chapter 11 in June last year, becoming the largest U.S. shale oil and gas producer to seek bankruptcy protection in recent years. Under a court-approved plan, $7.8 billion of its debt has been equitized. The, the company has pledged to reinvest 60 to 70% of cash flow and keep its net debt to core earnings ratio at under one in the long term. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next time.